0: I want women to eat for their body and how they feel. And when you eat for how you feel, you, if, if losing weight is your goal, you will lose the weight. If getting, if getting back into a physical routine or uh, movement is a goal of yours, you will get re motivated to get back into that routine.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am joined by Allie Nagley. She's a certified holistic health coach with a mission to empower moms and busy women through small, consistent steps. She believes in a holistic approach to health and offers a tailored coaching program to help women clarify their priorities and values. Using her whole body framework, Ali enables clients to make sustainable lifestyle changes, regain control of their lives and live intentionally. She's dedicated to helping re- women reach their fullest potential. Allie is also committed to making a positive impact on the younger generation during their formative years. She understands the significance of equipping them with an essential life skills to build a foundation for strong, confident, resilient, happy, and healthy futures. Allie takes pride in offering wellness workshops for kids through the Girl Life curriculum targeting specific themes such as gratitude, diversity, self-empowerment, finding one's inner voice, and embracing one's unique superpowers. By doing so, she seeks to inspire and empower the leaders of tomorrow from an early age, ensuring that they navigate life's challenges with confidence and resilience. This was such a beautiful conversation. You know that I love hanging out with our Girl Life Coaches, I love to hear what they're up to. I love to hear how they've integrated the curriculum into what it is that they're doing um, other than Girl Life. And make sure you listen until the end. She talks about a client win that I feel like we can all learn from. Uh, She's such an intuitive and insightful coach, and watching her roll out her Girl Life program is just so magical for me because I get to wake up every morning and see these different coaches in their corner of the world bringing empowerment tools to girls with their unique fingerprint. There is nothing more beautiful than that. And Ali runs these beautiful summer programs. She brings in oodles of girls, um, and the visuals just speak for themselves. So if you're in our Facebook group, you know what I'm talking about. Um, All right, this was an amazing conversation. Take a listen, hope you enjoy. Do you ever feel like you're kind of just winging it as a mom and wishing that you had more of a support system in place to know that you are really bringing your daughter Um, the most empowered tools, the most empowered version of yourself so that you can lead by example and make sure that you're not leaving any stone unturned when raising a girl who has self-esteem and self-confidence and feels comfortable in her own skin. Well, I want you to check out the Empowered Girl Mom program. I've spoken to so many women who have felt like they're lost on their parenting journey. I needed some guidance on how to best lead their girls, and this program is my answer to you. It's going to really show you that you have the power to shape her perspective, to instill important values, and provide a supportive environment for growth. Uh, Because really, at the end of the day, that's your birthright and it's her birthright. So I want you to check out the Empowered Girl Mom program. And together, I know we can cause a positive ripple effect that will impact your family and your daughter for generations to come. I don't want uncertainty to hold you back from being the best mom that you can be. Please check out www.melodypormorati.com slash girl mom to learn more about this program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are being joined today by Allie Nagley. She's one of our amazing Girl Life coaches who is out there in the world doing some fantastic stuff. And I can't wait to really dive further deep into the work that she's doing. But first, welcome, Ali. So happy Thank you. Her.
0: Thank you, I'm so excited to be here. I'm honored, and I love talking to other women who are interested in this field and yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited to dive in
1: so good. We're excited to have you and i'm I'm you know, even though I'm a health coach as well, I'm selfishly excited because I have so many questions for you about. How we empower our family to eat well and nourish their bodies. You know, in the girl life world, we always talk about the primary foods as well as the secondary foods, which is why I know we're speaking the same language here. Um, Mm -hmm. But first and foremost, what was it that really um, was the encouraging factor for you to become a health coach?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I have always been interested in health and wellness. And It was my husband, who is amazing. I'm very lucky. He, once I became a mom, you know, life just sort of stopped. And I'm sure a lot of moms can relate. Like, you sort of lose your identity and you forget who you are because you're so focused on taking care of these little humans, which is huge. It's a blessing that I never want to take for granted. But my husband was kept urging me to find a hobby, you know, and Because I never I still felt guilty. I felt guilty for not feeling fulfilled in that role as a mom, because I know for so many, it is a it's something that not every woman can do, um, no matter how much they want it. And I felt guilty for that. But I still knew in my heart that there was something more to give. And the only way that I could be the best mom is to actually fill my cup, too. And I've always been interested in health and nutrition, even like back in high school, I did, um, I did an internship at a hospital with in their nutrition department, like I always wanted to like help and be in those environments. Um, And then so I decided to just go back to school for myself for like literally for the benefit of my family, become a health coach. And when I realized that I actually could make a career out of it is was like this light bulb moment. And so, um, so I did. I went back to school and then I just started. I, I only work with women, specifically moms, um, but all women, but my clientele generally is moms of elementary aged kids. Um, some are actually empty nesters too, but, um, but yeah, it's so fulfilling because I think with the work that I do and every health coach is different. Every health coach has different, um, different areas of focus. Mine is holistic. So I feel like, you know, if you come to me for weight loss, for example, we are not going to just focus on what you're eating. We're actually looking at the big picture. We're looking at what's going on in your life. Where are the gaps? What's missing? Like a lot of times it's not the food that you're eating. That's the problem. It's actually what's what you're not doing for yourself. And like things just fall into place. We get really into your values and your vision and your priorities and like really putting those front and center and making lifestyle changes that are sustainable, that fit into your life, because everyone is different. Everyone has different priorities. And so giving women an opportunity to really get clear, uh, because I don't think we do that. We don't give ourselves that time to actually think about what's important in my life. What are my, what are my values? Like what is my vision? How do I see myself in a year, five years from now? Like, what does my ideal life look like? And like, actually give you tools to design the life that you love, you know, because you, you deserve it, you know, and you're worth it. And it took me a really long time to think that for myself. So it's so fulfilling to, um, to see that and guide women through that experience and, and seeing their cups filled and seeing their lives transformed just with small changes, you know?
1: That's so beautiful, Allie. And there are so many things that you touched on there that I just want to like bring light to. The first thing you said is about women and being in that role of motherhood and sometimes feeling like it's not enough. And then the guilt that goes along with it, like my goodness, there's so much we place on ourselves that that doesn't help us to move forward in life in any way, really. Um, But let's like dig into that a little bit. Like women... Mothers are humans. And before they had their children, they had a whole life, right? Consisting Mm of, like, I'm thinking of the health coaching wheel of life, right? Like, we think about our spirituality and we think about our friend groups and we think about our social life and our careers and all of these things. And yet, somehow, and I don't think fathers do this, but somehow, when we step into that role of motherhood, all of a sudden, all of those other areas shrink. They're like a smaller piece of that pie. And we feel like we need to put everything in the mommy bucket and we feel guilty if we don't tell me a little bit more about that. Cause you clearly experienced it. I'm sure a lot of your clients experience it. I know for sure I still to this day, like my kids are going to college next year, God willing. And yes. I still like my, all of the other parts of my life have shrunk because I'm like, I've got this one opportunity to raise these girls, to be present for them. Um, and here I am. I'm like the one who's always saying like, no, like we need to keep it balanced because one day they fly out of the nest and You know, we need to still have a life for ourselves and yet it's so difficult to do. So talk to us about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, one day, yeah, like you said, they're going to be gone and then you're going to be like, what happened? Like, where, who am I? You know, Mm -hmm. and I think it's, there's, I think there's a misconception when it comes to taking care of ourselves. Like it's not selfish, like, like finding the things that make you happy is actually a gift to show your kids. Because when you fill yourself up, you're going to give the best version of yourself to them. And if you are holding resentment, if you're miserable and you don't even realize why you're miserable, but if you're just like always in a negative mood or always feeling resentful to your husband for doing all these things or your partner um, because you're not able to do it or you take on like that martyr role, like trying to do everything, but then you hold resentment and hold it over people's heads. Like that's also not healthy. So. You know, it is a blessing, not only to yourself, but also to your kids that look up to you because one day, whether you have daughters or sons, they may become parents and you want them, I mean, I know for me, I want better for my kids. And so I want them to never feel guilty for pursuing the things that make them happy because it's just like a ripple effect. You know, we become creatures of, of habit or creatures of our environment. And unless you're super intentional about changing that pattern, um, if it was a negative one or something that you want to change, we are just going to fall into the same pattern that we were brought up with. Um, and so doing something for yourself and it's not, it doesn't have to be time consuming. It doesn't have to be every day, but filling your cup in some capacity and even sharing it with your family too. Like if it is eating healthier, like you mentioned before, sharing that with your family, I know it's hard. I have two boys. I know. And one is a really good eater and one is super picky, but I find that encouraging them and including them and having them be a part of the cooking process. If you can, not every time, I know it's not reasonable um, by giving them that autonomy and that choice and um, you know, having them be a part of, of your lifestyle changes I think is um I think is one way to empower them to, you know, to make healthier changes and to, you know, for it to be like a family, um, a family priority, you know, in a sense, if that's something that you want your family to do, it's, you know, you have to model the behavior that you want. You can't just tell your kids what to do. You have to model it yourself because they're smart.
1: (laughs) They're so smart and they pick up on all of it. And I just, I love the piece where you said um, and then you tied it all up with a bow by saying you have to model it. You said, uh, you know, we we don't want our kids to grow up and be those like martyrs who are like, I have no life because I'm a parent. You want to show them that like being a mother has many different like looks, right? There are many mm-hmm. different ways and we can choose by design the way that we show up. And that's the greatest gift that we give to them. And Earlier, you talked about creating a life by design, creating a life that's aligned with your values and your vision. And I think like so many of us just go through the motions of life and we never really think about designing our life, right? Um, just like we choose an outfit each morning, we get to choose like the, the little different pieces of our life and what they look like. And we have so much power to do that, but we don't even realize and acknowledge it and when we do I think it's a game changer so for anyone who's never even thought of creating a life vision like what can we share with them about that
0: yeah there's you know you want to sit down and when I when I work with clients that's like one of the first things that we do and it's it's funny because it's a lot it's a lot of questions it's a lot of digging it's a lot of um it's a like, it can get uncomfortable actually, because we don't sometimes, sometimes we want to hide our feelings and we want to mask them with other things. Um, so you want it just without working with me, I would just suggest putting up a list of values, just Googling values, and then picking out the, your top three values and making sure that the choices that you make in life you know, represent the values, like that would be the easiest thing. And when I work with clients too, we talk about boundaries and not just like with people, but with, with choices. And a lot of people get very, um, they get, what's the word, scared off, or they find the word boundaries like standoffish or too restrictive. Um, But having that self-discipline and the boundaries around choices is actually hugely freeing, in my opinion, because it makes decision making so much easier. So when you're clear on what's important to you in life and your boundaries and your values, you can set up boundaries around a decision that you have to make.
1: Did you know that there's such a thing as actually becoming a girls empowerment coach and empowering girls for a living? Um, I'm so proud to share that I have a certification program. It's called the Girl Life Academy. And in it, we provide every tool that you could possibly need to run purposeful, impactful, and uh, financially rewarding girls' empowerment workshops. We're going to give you 17 empowerment workshops to teach. We're giving you a business in a box where you get marketing tools, you get business trainings, and then on top of all of that, you get the mindset tools to make sure that um, when you commit to doing this work, that you don't let those fears take you down. Fears of imposter syndrome, financial blocks, perfection paralysis, the stuff we all feel when we're taking on a new endeavor. But we're gonna teach you how to make your desire for impact so much greater than the fear of starting something new. We've got your back 100% of the way, and we've got a community of 200 plus Girl Life coaches who will be cheering you on for your entire journey. So if you'd like to learn more about the Girl Life Academy, check us out www.girllifeempowerment.com. Hope to see you on the inside.
0: You know, I think it's, it's really important. And like that is always the ground, the foundational step when we work together is figuring those out, because then as we work together, the goals that we set are always around, do these line up with your values? Because honestly, when I work with somebody, I want them to feel good when we're done working. I want them to feel like they have the tools necessary to um, feel confident when we're not together. And so whenever you make a decision and you have your values front and center, you're always going to use them as an anchor and go back to them. And so it's never going to be you know, you're still going to have obstacles that come up. But again, if you are so secure on your values, then you're going to be so, it's going to be so much easier to make decisions along the way that um, line up with those. So that would be the first step I would say is get clear on your values and your priorities.
1: Yeah, like it's this guidepost, right? So Mm -hmm. like life is filled with choices. We're making choices in every moment of every day. So like, let's say one of my values was empowerment right? Mm-hmm. Then when I'm making a choice, like, am I going to go this way or that way? Would the most empowered version of me respond in this way or that way? Would that be like a good example? Exactly. That's
0: that- exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And yeah, we, are. we make so many decisions on a daily basis. Like we have decision fatigue. So in order to just, you know, feel good about those decisions, because sometimes I don't know about you, I'll make a decision and then I'll be like, Re- either regretting it or like second guessing myself. And, you know, like indecision is like, it's such a, <laughs> such a big um, problem. But when you are very clear on what is um, important to you in life, it's not to say that maybe sometimes you'll make the wrong decision, or maybe you'll make a decision, um, you know, based on something else, we all make mistakes. But for the most part, you will make decisions so much faster and so much more confidently. And you'll allow things to just we go by the wayside and it's so much free- more freeing and oh, you just feel so, lighter, you know?
1: Yeah, It's so liberating.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: recently, I don't remember where I heard this, but like so, so many of us, like you said, we make the decision and then perhaps we regret it. We make the decision and then we're second guessing ourselves and thinking that would have been the better decision. But even so, like we do your activity where we look at like, is this decision aligned with my values? We make the decision, but then we also make that decision, the best decision we could have made. So like we truly put all of our belief in the fact that we made the right decision and align all of our actions with that right decision, which I feel like is a, a second step to to what mm-hmm. you brilliantly laid out for us. Make it the best decision because you chose it. There was something within you, your intuition, your values that was like, this is the way to go. Okay, now let's put action behind this one way to go.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: just to like, yeah, just as a second yeah. to that.
0: It can, it can go along with your food choices it can go along with your exercise routine it can go along with relationships I mean literally like you could put your values and visions with any category in your life so it's and it's it's funny because as when I do work with women and this is a big chunk in the beginning they always say when I circle back at the end they always say that was it was difficult but it was the, their favorite part because it really gave them the opportunity to get clear on their life because we don't, we don't take that time, um, to be intentional. And so I think it's worth it. It's so worth just taking a minute, whether you work with me or not, get clear on your values and then make decisions based on that.
1: Amazing activity. And everyone who's listening, please do that because it is so clarifying, um, I, I love it. And I love that you've brought it up because you've reminded me of this values assessment tool. Like I need to get in there and do that because our values do change over time as well. Yeah. Right? They're, they're deeply ingrained, but at the same time, as we evolve, so do our values. So it's important to do this frequently, like maybe yeah. once a year, once every six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I brought up primary and secondary foods. Would you be able to share with everyone? What is a primary food? What's the secondary food? And then talk to us about how you integrate both of these into your coaching practice.
0: Yeah. So primary foods, you mentioned, um, the circle of life. It's a tool that, um, that I learned about in, in my health coaching school, we went to the same school, right? I I I am. Am. Yes. Um, and so primary foods are actually not the foods that you put in your mouth. It's actually your spirituality. Like you mentioned, creativity, it's your home environment, it's your finances, it's your stress level, it's your sleep. It's all of these big picture things that have effect on us on a daily basis. And then secondary foods would be actually the food that we eat, the nutrition portion. Um, and so when you get clear on your values and your visions and, um, and, you can make those food choices. If, if you do come to me for weight loss, for example, you can decide on, you know, if I want to lose like X amount of weight or whatever it is, um, does this food choice align with my value or my priority right now? Um, and it's ironic, a lot of times, even if people come to me for weight loss, we rarely even talk about food but the weight comes off, right? So yeah. And it's, it's which I love because I am not the type of coach that's gonna we don't count calories. We don't track macros. I don't really I mean, I think there's a time and place for that. But I'm more um, intuitive. And I want women to eat for their body and how they feel. And when you eat for how you feel, you, if, if losing weight is your goal, you will lose the weight. If getting, if getting back into a physical routine or uh, movement is a goal of yours, you will get re motivated to get back into that routine. Like it's, we've, when you focus on like the big picture, like the big things that are affecting your every single day life, your everyday life, sorry. um, You will find the missing pieces. Like one of my clients, She wanted to get, uh, she wanted to run a race. She used to be a big runner, and she just lost the um, the willpower to get back running again. And we were focusing on her goals, but she was never reaching her goals. Every week we would check in, and so we would make tweaks here and there. And we realized that is actually she was really lacking or missing her her, um, photography. She loved photography and she put that on the back burner work she had a crazy stressful job very demanding job and she put um her photography um, hobby on the side and she forgot about it and so we started picking that back up again and she was running a race by the end of our program oh my! so and we didn't even touch yeah so it was like she fulfilled that gap in her life which made her so happy which made her want to con- continue to improve her life And so it's I think sometimes we focus on the wrong things to get to the end result. And we think it's the obvious choice. But, um, you know, as women, as moms, we are thrown so much. Um, We are so stressed out. We are making decisions left and right. We have so much on our plates. And, you know, again, we forget about ourselves as individuals. And so when we forget about ourselves, we are not filling our, our our buckets, you know. I'm thinking of girl life stuff. We're not filling our own buckets, and so um, we take for granted the fact that we are people too, and we need to um, make ourselves happy. We have to do that. No one's going to do that for ourselves, mm. for for us. So um, we got to take back that control.
1: That's unbelievable, Allie, and you are such an insightful coach, truly, that you were able to work with your client to pinpoint the things she wasn't doing, the things she gave up that resulted in her not accomplishing the goal she wanted to accomplish. Like it's so, like it's just so clarifying and this is why the work with that we do with coaches and the work that we do as coaches is so important because it's like, if you're not nurturing those passions, like that's one part of the wheel of life, right? If you're not nurturing those passions, you almost forget the zest for life. And like I said, Earlier, you go through the motions, you wake up, you're on automatic, right? Like autopilot and you're doing all the things. You're having your morning coffee, taking the kids to school, you know, getting to work. But like, what is it that's lighting you up? What are you excited about? And you were able to touch on that for your client. And it's so important. So like, as an action step for anyone listening right now, I'm thinking like, what's that one thing that you love to do for yourself that you've put on the back burner? Because you're like, it takes too much time, or it doesn't make me money, or um, it's, you know, like, it's like too much efforting. And I just, I don't have it in me. Like, let's bring that back. Let's bring back those things that bring you that joy. Um, because like, that's what life's about at the end of the day, it's not about going through the motions. It's about doing it with intention and having things that really remind us what it is to live.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes we forget, like we are, we're parents, like we're telling other people what to do, but like, no one's telling us what to do. We have to take, we have to tell ourselves what to do, you know? Um, but yeah, it's all about being intentional. And if we don't have intention behind the things that we do, we will, we'll just wake up, get in our routine. And tomorrow is another day. And before we know it, you know, we are 10 years older than we were. And, um, and, you know, life is so precious. And I just feel like, yeah, if you could take one action step, just one baby step, if it is like, a, like you were like really into dance at 10 years old, and you still have that little, you know, fire burning inside of you. And, um, just, research local dance places, just research it. Like, don't make any other moves, just baby steps, research that local place, find out how much it costs and then talk to your partner. Can I, you know, can you watch the kids like for 45 minutes like one night a week, just keep making those baby steps um, and then maybe commit once a month at, at the beginning then maybe every other week or, you know and just, it doesn't have to be so much all at once. Like you have to make it work for your lifestyle But I think sometimes we all, we get into this like all or nothing type of um, mentality and it doesn't have to be like that.
1: It doesn't have to be like that. And, And I love that you talk about the all or nothing. Something we talk about in the girl life world a lot is that like, those things that bring us joy, we don't have to be a 10 at them. We don't have to be the best at them. We don't even have to be great at them, but like, if it brings you joy, then that in and of itself is enough. So like, I love to sing, (laughs) you know, I'm not the best singer in the world and I don't subject Anybody else to it, but it brings me a great deal of joy to sing. And so I'm doing it. It's not to get up on a stage. It's not to record myself. It's simply because that in and of itself is filling me up. It's giving me a release. It's doing all the things. So you want to paint, go paint. It doesn't matter if you're not like, a professional or the photography that your client was doing she doesn't have to be a photographer per se but she can just go take those photos for the joy of it for being in nature or whatever the subject is that she's photographing so like really get it and for our children not holding them up to this standard of perfection like you want to take gymnastics take gymnastics it's not in the act of perfecting you know I don't even know what gymnastics poses are at this point, like whatever it is, but it's the act of showing up, being in that environment and doing something that's fun.
0: I think that's a great um, point that you brought up too, is showing your kids that you don't have to be perfect at things because there's so much pressure on kids these days. And I mean, me, I'm always like shoving the concept of mistakes are fabulous down my kids (laughs) throats. But I want them to know, like, you do not have to be perfect, like, just try, you'll never know unless you try and just and to be able to not take yourself so seriously and laugh at yourself. That is a gift. Like that is something that our kids, you know, need to see because they're they, you know, I don't want to say they should be but like, I think it's a great gift as a human being is to be able to like, laugh at yourself and not take yourself too seriously. Um, You know, it shows confidence, it shows you know, you're okay, not being perfect. It's your, that growth mindset. Um, There's so many gifts with just trying and not worrying what other people think, because I just wrote a blog post about this recently, but like, no one's paying that close attention to you. You know, no, we think all eyes are on us with social media and with comparison and all this, but really, so we're all focused on ourselves. And yes, you might post something and think, oh my gosh, now everybody knows my business and everyone knows I'm doing this, but no one, people might care and they're cheering cheering you on, but no one is waiting to watch you fall. And if they are, then their opinion doesn't matter. They should have no weight because those people aren't doing anything with their lives and it's just deflection or projection. Um, But no one's really paying that close attention. So don't let other failing because you think you're going to be doing it in front of a lot of people. Don't let that stop you from doing something that's going to make your heart happy because when it's all said and done and I use this in my own life a lot but it's and it's kind of morbid but I always think when I'm on my deathbed am I going to be caring what other people think like going you know being on video and doing all these things that I'm doing now like oh my gosh if you asked me 10 years ago if I would be doing that even like five years ago there's no way but like once I got this mentality in my head like on my deathbed what is going to, what's going to be my biggest regret. It's not going to be the things that I tried. It's going to be the things that I didn't try that I was too scared to try because I thought other people would be watching and no one cares. Mm, So
1: beautiful. So beautiful. So true. Such um, wisdom that we all need to hear. And that's the truth of it. Like so many of us are not doing the things that are on our heart because we're thinking of what other people will will say, what they will think, what they will do and it's like you said it so beautifully if they're sitting there judging you then their opinion should hold no weight. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. Done. It's your life. You get one. Let's go.
0: <laughs> exactly. You get one. You got to take care of your one body, your one mind, your your passions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. Good.
1: Love it, love it, Ali. Thank you. Um, and I, I want to do a little bit of like a pivot into the girl life world. Um, you are one of our girl life coaches. Uh, and I love to see the, the different hats that our girl life coaches wear, like the different things that they're doing and the different ways they're empowering the world and empowering themselves. And I if I'm not mistaken, you became a health coach first and then a girl life coach. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell
0: us I was school- in school actually. I was in school to be a health coach.
1: You were in school to be mm-hmm. a health coach. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so tell us about like that, you know, I, I don't even want to call it a pivot. It's more of like adding a collection of things to to share um, to what you're already offering. How did that decision come about for you?
0: It was um, pretty easy actually because I I work with women. I knew I wanted to just work with women, and when I came across your work, I thought, what a perfect addition or like compliment this would be to my practice is to work with young girls um, before they get to like adult age because it's honestly tools that when I was like taking your classes to learn about becoming a girl life coach, I mean, these are tools that I needed reminders with. And so I use the tools that I learned as a girl life coach in my own practice too, with adults, because these are universal tools. I work with boys also. I have two boys um, um, personally, and these tools are, are, are human tools. These are all tools that we all need and tools that I wish I had as a child. Um, so it was just, a perfect umbrella under my whole, um, health and wellness business, because like I said, I'm a holistic health coach. I don't focus on just a, a diet plan. I don't even like the word diet. I just, I'm more big picture, um, in your lifestyle. And so, yeah, I just thought it was a perfect compliment.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. And you like, you did some amazing things when you joined Girl Life. I still love those pictures that you share every summer of your summer camps with the girls. I love that you're also working with boys. Um, I want to talk about both of those things. Uh, Let's start with the fact that you're also running these workshops for boys. I know that there was a time where I got so many requests to recreate the curriculum for boys. And when I sat down to actually do that, I realized the messages that we are sharing with the girls are the exact messages we want to share with the boys, because becoming an empowered human is beca- is is about uh, expressing your authenticity. Um, you know, knowing that you have this unique fingerprint on the world and so much to share, regardless of whether you're a girl or a boy. And if I were to start this program again, I probably wouldn't have called it Girl Life, even though I'm super passionate about empowering girls but it's just as important for our boys to have access to these tools. So tell us about the workshops you're running for boys.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're literally the same thing because it is, it's the same. They need these same messages. You know, I read a book recently, um, strong Moms, strong sons, something like that. And um, it was talking about, you know, how kids how boys are raised to think that their emotions um not that they don't matter, but they shouldn't be expressed. And so they're never given the tools and to communicate properly or to express how they feel. And what happens is these boys will grow up to become men and they become husbands or partners and, you know, their partners have a hard time communicating or they don't know how to become the best parent they can be because they're, they don't have the tools themselves. And so, um, I think just, in the day and age that we live in and the bullying that's gone down in schools and the social media that they're about to, well, a lot of them are my kids, not yet, but that they're going to be exposed with, you know, having these tools that help them develop confidence, um, to learn how to be their own best friend, to embrace their unique qualities, to understand that resilience is a superpower. Um, Because a lot of kids, they don't realize like the challenges that they face are actually what makes them stronger. And so to get this verbiage and to get these um, ideas in their head that, you know, I think a lot of times kids keep a lot to themselves. Some share, but a lot keep to themselves. They might be embarrassed about what's going on in their home life, or um, they don't know how to appropriately communicate or share. And so to understand at least internally that what they're going through, they're not alone. And also give them the tools to use at home to support themselves is such a huge blessing. Um, again, it's stuff that I wish I had, I had, um, access to as a young girl, but it's, it's all we call them in like an invisible tool belt. And it's because they don't need to tell people that they're using them if they are embarrassed. Um, but I think it's just they have. 24 hour access to these tools that they can use at any point. And there are so many different tools that you provide the girl life coaches with to teach that are beautiful. And it's stuff that I use personally too. So it's, it's literally a win-win, like it's such a blessing.
1: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I, I learned, um, as I was creating the curriculum probably didn't come through until I was done. And I was like, wow, this is actually first and foremost for me, for that inner young girl who didn't have access to this information because it just wasn't the stuff that we were taught in schools. It wasn't the stuff that our parents were teaching us, not because our parents weren't awesome, but because they didn't have access to it. Mm-hmm. You can't teach what you never learned. Right. Um, and so I, that was for my inner child. And that's what I'm hearing from the coaches is that first and foremost, it served that inner girl. And then it was the, the gift that they were able to give their community of girls and now boys, which is so beautiful and full circle. Um tell I'm I'm curious myself, like what is your favorite workshop in the curriculum?
0: Oh gosh, that's so hard to choose. But I'd say either gratitude or resilience. Love it. Just because gratitude, I think, is a tool that everybody should learn. Um, it can change your mindset in an instant. Um, and so I think that's a really important one. And it's also fun to create the jars and the journals and the kids always love that craft. Um, but resilience, because I think it's so important. I, I never realized how important um, resilience was. I mean, that verbiage wasn't even in my vocabulary at that age. So I love being able to you know, teach the kids all about resilience and like the obstacles, because sometimes you'll get kids and they will share, they'll share what's going on. And it's a lot, you know. Um, And so to get them to understand that what they're going through is actually um, a gift in a way, if as long as they use what they've learned through the challenges, um as a lesson and an opportunity and it's like a muscle that they keep developing and so they have survived 100% of all of the challenges so far and it shows them they're like wow I am strong you know it just gives them a whole another sense of confidence to to be able to take take on like another challenge or even like something new like it doesn't have to be something serious but like even something new at school they were maybe scared to try they're like wow I was able to handle that I got through this like I can try this you know just gives them a whole another sense of um worthiness in a way. So I think it's a beautiful lesson to teach kids. And I also really love that craft too. It's a great visual.
1: I I love it too. I love resilience. Resilience is one of the workshops I created during COVID because we were all like, you know, we were all tested. We were all uncomfortable. And to have that kind of information available to you that, you know what, you are resilient and you are strong. And no matter what happens, you're going to make it through because everything you need is inside of you. It's already there. Just like open your heart and be willing to know that you will learn and grow through this. And it's just a beautiful reframe. So I I love that that's one of your favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, Now tell us about your workshops and your summer camp, like how did you go about filling those workshops? Like your visuals, like I said, they're always so amazing. You've got yes. so many girls in each of your summer camps. Like I know a lot of people are so interested in doing this work, but they think to themselves like, yeah, I love running the workshops, but how am I going to get people in there? Um, and did the curriculum support you to do that
0: as well? Oh, hundred percent. The curriculum is you, there's, you don't have to bat an eye. You like Melody provides literally everything for you. Um, you just review what you wanna talk about. You review, you know, the guidelines and the craft and everything. Like that's not that shouldn't even be a a worry, um, to be honest. But my worry was promoting the workshops because I love what I do, but you know, as some I just I'm not the best self promoter. I just I'm working on that. Um And the first time I ran it, I had two girls in each. So I separated. I did seven to nine and 10 to 12. And I only had two girls in each workshop, but it was beautiful. I mean, it would, we had the best week together and the next summer they brought friends. And so it was actually word of mouth that, um, that this, that it grew, which I think is, it's. It, it's a testament to the workshops and they came back again, like I change up the workshops. I mean, some of them I like to repeat just because I think they're really important. Um, but they come back year after year and so until they age out, but, um, but yeah, word of mouth. And then I would promote it on like mom's groups in my area. And, um, I don't know if you have a macaroni kid network up by you. Do you? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Okay. So I did it through that too. Um, Same. and that's, that's, really all I did so wasn't that difficult like sometimes we overthink things and we think something has to be huge but I would have done it with one kid so as long as you're open to that and you just put your all into whoever you're serving and your heart is in the right place people will come and honestly I feel like something sometimes starting up small is better because you can figure out what you want to do better next time or this didn't work out this way, or I I could have worded things better this way, you know, you give yourself grace. And I think whatever is meant to be will be, and just let go of the rest. Because at the end of the day, if there's just one person in your chair, that's the person you're supposed to be speaking to. Mm -hmm. And you'll get something out of it too. Like you're going to be, I always teach myself when I'm teaching these classes, it's always a reminder
1: yeah, it's a growing opportunity for us. But I love the fact that you said that even with one child, even with two children, a, this is where it starts, right? Like this is how we start anything. We don't just, you know, go from zero to a hundred in a second. It takes time. Um, I love that. You also said like it, you know, you're figuring it out too. So like the first and second and third workshops that we run, we're just like growing our wings. Right. Um, and, and, like you said, two kids came and then those two kids became four kids. The four kids became eight kids. And, Word, that word of mouth is a testimony to you as a Girl Life coach and what you bring. Um, also a testimony to just how word of mouth is so powerful. Like we sit and talk about social media and social media is so important. And we talk about it in the curriculum. But really just that idea of like, how did we do things 25 years ago? It was word of mouth. And word of mouth is powerful because if somebody loves something, and I always say as women, we're sharers of information. And if we have something good to share, we can, we're going to scream it off of the rooftops. And people went and sw- were screaming your message off of the rooftops. And that's how you accumulated this beautiful group of girls. So bravo to you. I love it. Um, I, I want to be mindful of time because I promised you we'd be off by noon. Um, I know that we have a couple of people joining us live in the Facebook group. If you happen to have any questions for me or for Ali, or even later, we'll come back and check on this and moderate the chats. Um, please let us know. Ali, like, I just love you so much. You are um, such an amazing person, an amazing woman, an amazing mother. I love to see what you're doing. I love to cheer you on and champion all of the incredible work that you're doing. I feel like you've shared so much for everyone and given everyone so many action steps. Um, and if anyone wants to work with you further, either come to your girl, local Girl Life workshops, um, share where and how they can do that. And if they want to work with you one-on-one, please share how they can do that. And if you have any offers for our community, where people can find you on Instagram, all the things, and I will link it in the show notes, but I'd love for you to share here.
0: Sure. Well, thank you. I love you too, Melody. I'm so grateful. We are our paths crossed. I don't know how many years ago, three years ago now, I think it was um, three or four. But yeah, I'm so grateful. My life has changed because of this, um, because of honestly, the tools that I get to teach, because again, they are constant reminders and it's stuff that I need to hear on a regular basis. Um, And I just want to also say too, for anyone on the fence about becoming a, a, a coach, just I'm a health coach, but don't feel like, you have to be a health coach or a teacher or, or you if you're a mom, if even if you're not a mom, you are a woman and um, you have so much to give and share. And so I don't want you to think, Oh, she's a health coach. You know, it goes perfectly with her business. No, like we need you um, how you are. And so don't feel like just because you look at another coach and their, their other business and, um and think that's not for me. Like this is, it's for everybody.
1: Um, I love, so that. anyway, I really do. And I just want to just for one second, go there. Um, and that's so the truth, like a lot of women who come through our doors have never had a business that's like, so okay. Cause we teach you how to do all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, we all come from different walks of life and that's exactly how we need to show up because this is how we serve the entire world is by each of us showing up with our unique magic, with our expertise, with our life circumstances. Um, and like I said, there can't be enough of us because each of us are showing up in a different way. So thank you for bringing light to that.
0: Yeah, of course. I think it's, um, I know like if I was sitting in in someone's seat and I, I would be thinking the same thing. So I just wanted to make sure. Um, but yeah, so I am Um, Allie Nagley Wellness. You can find me on Instagram, the wellness alley. And um, I have a private Facebook group just for women, the wellness alley. Um, It's either Allie Nagley Wellness or the wellness alley. You can find me either way. Um, And I, um, for all the listeners, if you are interested in private coaching, I have a special offer. If you want to um, just book a call with me by the end of the year. So twelve thirty one twenty three. You will get if and if private coaching is right for you, we'll figure that out. Um, you'll get twenty percent off a whole coaching package. Um, just mention the word melody, and um, I also have a quiz if you want to do that first to see if health coaching is the right fit for you. And you can go to Wellness.com backslash quiz, and you can take that there. Um, But other than that, yeah, follow along. Um, I would love for you to reach out. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate. I'd love to answer any questions that you guys have about health coaching or about Girl Life um, or both. But this was an absolute pleasure.
1: Oh, the pleasure was mine. Thank you, Allie. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Sounds good. Thank
1: you. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you love what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a five-star review and subscribing to the show so that you don't miss an episode. These reviews are so very helpful to us and we are so grateful for each and every one of them. If you'd like to hang out with us on Instagram, give us a visit at Girl Life Empowerment. Can't wait to see you there.